Morning BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say good morning BHA. Good morning, PHA. Yes, hello, everyone. Hello, Richard Reeve. Can I ask Schofield? Uh, it's exciting. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of, of uh, Good Morning, BHA, where we discuss um, all things barbershop in Australia and with a, with a good dollop of things barbershop internationally. And, uh, uh, Ash, we've got a pretty special guest today, haven't we? He's a bit special, yes. <laughs> He's a bit special. So, ladies and gents, uh, listeners, um, we've got a guest today who... Um, uh, is uh, currently in a uh, international medalist quartet. He's a multiple international champion chorus member. Um, he's uh, a previous. Uh, well, I've, I won't let you talk until I introduce you. But he certainly he either <laughs> is working or has worked for BHS, um, and uh, he is the lead of uh, 2008 international champion OC Times, um, OC Mr. Sean Time. Devine. Welcome. Hello, Sean. Yes. Y'all make me feel very special. I appreciate that. Good. <laughs> Hello, BHA. I miss you all. Aww. It's good to spend some time with you all today. Yes, well, um, uh, for, just as a reminder, uh, for those who are at Pan Pax in 2017, um, yes. Sean was uh, one of the performance uh, judges, so he got to meet uh, many of us down there, which was very cool. Um, just off the top, I'll mention that um, uh, there's, for, for previous listeners uh, I've mentioned before, there is a... Uh, at least one other barbershop podcast uh, gold medal moments and uh, Sean was interviewed on that um, and I do try to uh, minimize the overlap so we'll sort of we'll touch yes. on a, a few of those things but I do recommend people go just just google Sean Devine um, uh, gold medal moments and you'll you'll easily find that uh, podcast which is a great listen um, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch on a, a bit of that but the main focus today is actually on um, uh, the organisation and, and the culture um, of Parkside Harmony. That's, I think, the thing we want to really drill down on. But, but it would be remiss of me not to start at the beginning. So, um, so mate, just to just to just um, uh, briefly uh, recap on some of the things you. Your mum was a massive influence uh, musically on you, and, and you loved singing um, uh, as a kid. Oh, and, yes. and, um, uh, and so tell us just briefly about that. I'll, I'll try to do my best to give you the Reader's Digest. It's the <laughs> mom was always singing. I wouldn't call her a singer, but she filled the house with music. And uh, dad, was a, dad was in a band in high school, and he was uh, always uh, having music. It just was always present in our lives. We were attending you know, musicals and uh, plays when we were kids, just learning how to be good audience members and kind of figuring out what we like, what we don't like. We have a public uh, public television around uh, that had uh, lots of uh, operas and uh, dance recitals. Uh, so I was always just sort of around the arts. And uh, and there was always something about that acapella music. I kept, I was drawn to that acapella music. And uh, I tell the story that uh, I have, uh, one of my sisters was dating a guy and I think that he accidentally left his Take Six CD in the house. And I picked it up and I and I played it and my life changed that yeah. moment as the yeah. original Take Six album, yeah. and I just knew I just oh man this is acapella and I just knew and uh, at school uh, every semester 
uh, in chorus. She'd have the men would sing a song, the women would sing a song, and then uh, the rest of the program was mixed uh, was mixed voices. But there was always that men's song. You know, it was just always something that was really my favorite song. You know, and it was my senior year. Uh, we did a show called a musical called Guys and Dolls. And uh, we had a really strong men's chorus there for that show. And I was a uh, cast in the role of Nicely Nicely Johnson, who gets to sing Sit Down, You Rock in the Boat. It's a fun, great uh, role. And yeah. some other cool, it's a great role, yeah. Minimal speaking parts, lots of singing. So nice. right down my alley. And uh, <laughs> at the time, I was like, yeah, this is great. But the cast, uh, they cast Lieutenant Brannigan, who's the police officer chasing down all the crapshooters. They cast our local chief of police, Chuck Dowell. Uh, Chief Dowell, who was a, he was a thespian. He had done uh, productions, community productions. He was also a barbershopper. So he was the first barbershopper I really came in contact with. He was uh, teaching us tags, and he's the one who brought the music, uh, sheet music, Harmony Explosion sheet music, Tom Gentry's arrangement of the Beatles yesterday. And he brought that music, and thankfully our high school choir director thought this was a great idea. She put, uh, this is right at the end of my senior year. Uh, 18 years old, spring of 1994, and she put together the senior quartet. We're going to sing one song at the senior awards banquet, and uh, we were not very good. Uh, our bass sang the, our bass sang the melody down an octave, uh, you know, but we we didn't care. We just knew that this was fun. We were ringing, and we just uh, and it was so good. I asked you to sing it twice. Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, uh, but that was the Chief Dow came up. He said, boy, you guys did a great job. He was there to see us sing our song. And he was the one who invited us to our first chapter meeting for the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement for Barbershop Quartet Singing in America, right up the road in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the Keystone Capital Chorus. But we went in, we sang our song, and that's exactly right. We, we sang our one song, and they were going crazy, and they sat down waiting for the second song. <laughs> and we didn't have a song, so they said, sing it again. So we did. <laughs> And uh, and I joined it. And there were some other uh, some other times. Barbershop just sort of kept popping up. Uh, start. Uh, it, it was it was one of those things. I think it was ultimately meant to be. Uh, it kept uh, coming up into my life in different times. But it was there. And finally, in '95, I joined the society. So I'm coming up on 25 years of the membership. Wow. wow. And uh, wow. it's, it's been a pretty. The, enriched um, 25 years, very fulfilling. <laughs> the the, the um, podcast you did with um, uh, Gold Medal Moments uh, was 2014, so uh, uh, an amazingly quick five yes. years. You were just you were just getting ready to head to Vegas for the 2014 yes, International. Right. So here we are. It just are, blinked, uh, you know. Here but, we are. In, but, um, but the experiences since then uh, have been, I mean, they don't tell you then that you, what, what you could potentially you know, find yourself in. You, you, you join because of the music and you quickly find this network. It's the people, it's the people, it's the people. I think al almost, and, uh, that's certainly my know, story. Almost every, um, you know, chapter or chorus in the world, I, I would assume, um, so that was certainly my experience. You walk into your very first introduction and they're you know, just so warm, so welcoming, it's such a strong community. So it is, uh, yeah, we're, we're lucky to have that. Um, Absolutely. In interestingly, um, yeah, so, so Yesterday was my, also my first quartet ever song. So that's just, it's no a way. brilliant song. It's so, it's so iconic and, um, uh, and it's, it's, you know, musically relatively straightforward. So it's a nice gentle introduction, I think, to, to acapella. And I have to tell you, Rich, it was a really cool, I, was, uh, I do work for Harmony Foundation International. Nice still nice. uh, fundraising for uh, 
primarily for barbershop harmony society programs and uh just last week i was visiting a chorus up in beverly massachusetts and i i give a little bit of my testimony when i when i'm in front of a new chapter and i told them that and i could see a little reaction a little giggle and at the end of my presentation they sang that chart for me i hadn't seen it in oh, years nice. but they That's actually sweet. performed it for it's me it was very song. touching it was it really is especially with the new movie coming out it should be there pretty you go cool. um <laughs> but also um uh, the, my equivalent of, of your um, the early a cappella listening experience was uh, the, the iconic British group, the King Singers. Um, oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. beautiful. And as you say, as soon as you start listening to them, you, you just you stop everything. You just go, oh my God, what is this? Um, mate, we've got to scoot because um, time really is getting away with so much Let's to do cover. It. Um, Let's get it. You're from uh, Pennsylvania. Most of us did discover you when you became uh, famous uh, over in LA. <laughs> but yes, we you're not actually from there. You just spent some of your best years there. So you're back home in Pennsylvania. Um, I'll invite people to listen to the... Um, podcast uh, um, uh, gold medal moments you spent some time as a professional singer with the alley cats and that's what took you isn't it over to LA yeah just a, the 32nd is that one of those groups from Harrisburg we, we auditioned there's a theme park here it's very much like a Disney world at Hershey uh, Hershey is the home of the chocolate factory and with the chocolate sweetest factory, place in the, the world yeah it's the sweetest place on earth. <laughs> so um, I, we were hired as a, as, a, as a group, as a show. And, and one of the summers, I was there for four or five summers singing, we met that group called the Alley Cats. They were the, the guest group from California on the main stage at the end of the summer. And I met them there, and they were having auditions. And I was like, wow, you know, it'd be a good experience to audition. And um, <laughs> I, I got that. Uh, I was really lucky and fortunate to get that role that's what took me to california but i'm born and raised in hershey pennsylvania nice so living out in orange county during that time 01 to 08 that was a pretty phenomenal seven and a half years uh, mm -hmm. out there it was really a, a special time and a special place with some amazing people so change your change your life absolutely literally um, quite literally yeah and how amazing that you moved um yeah down the road for masters of harmony and uh, and, that's and right. you know just just in the lead up to uh, to an international with them uh, which was amazing so i guess yeah just you know take a couple of minutes to talk about your your overall masters experience i'm sure you you mm. know you learned a lot and i didn't realize that um, Westminster formed before OC time. So just take a few minutes for that sort of triumvirate of, 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 of involvement yeah, and formations. My, my first week in California, I, I looked up I, and I was a fan of Masters because I was already in the society now for a couple of years, five, six years. And I, and I realized I was only seven miles from Santa Fe Springs, California. Hmm. Now, Southern California traffic, seven miles at a certain time of day can take <laughs> you about minutes. two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I was there my first Wednesday in California. I was at Town Hall Center at Santa Fe Springs. I was, I was there. Uh, and uh, that's when I was formally introduced to uh, one of my mentors and just dear friends, Mark Hale. So uh, Mark Hale just became a huge influence on me and still is today, just a dear friend. And, uh, but that was, um, that was January of 01. So, um, and he'd just taken over, a, Mark took over in 2000, yeah? Exactly, so yeah. he was just finishing up his first year, but Mark gave me some amazing opportunities with just a first class organization. And I would say, not just do you get to win gold medals there, uh, you know, an amazing, you get to just sing at the highest uh, possible 
um, what's what we can do in this art form. But I really think that organization are true champions. They teach you how to be a champion, not just to win gold medals. I learned a lot of organizational leadership and structure and development. Uh, a lot of that came from the way that masters run their business there. And a lot and of people who are in choruses who may not be operating at that level, uh, as you say, um, have just not never been introduced to it. So that would have been a That's pretty right. exciting um, uh, a basis for you to be introduced. This is just the, this is how Huge we do it. This influence. is the status quo, the modus operandi, and you went, all right, let's run with it. Huge influence. Everyone in the chapter has a job in the Santa Fe Springs uh, chapter in the Masters of Harmony. And um, th that, that is where I was first given the opportunity to be a section leader, um, to start coaching. Uh, and it was a year later um, I was able to be in just, just to catch that division district international to win my first international gold medal with the Masters in 02. And honestly, a bunch of the young guys, we had about a dozen or so young guys in the course at that time. And the Masters were now going to sit out two years. And we thought, you know, it would be really cool if we threw together a youth-focused ensemble and we can do this for two years and then, and then Masters will be back in 05. Classic. So that's essentially where, where Westminster was formed from the young guys of Masters. And if you wanted to come to our first gathering, Westminster's very first meeting, you had to bring a guest. You had to bring somebody or you couldn't come. Wow. So that was a really cool thing that we put together so that we formed Westminster in the spring of 02, actually just ahead of when Portland uh, would have been in 02 and Masters won. So we, we formed in 02 and OC Times was essentially the first section leaders of Westminster. So yeah, Westminster came first and then OC Times came out of that. But at the time, the four of us were in both choruses actively that whole time. Yeah. So the four of us were seeing each other twice a week for chorus, and then that third night a week for uh, uh, for quartet. quartet. So we saw wow. each other pretty regularly, and then we just basically hung out the rest of the nights. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were pretty much hanging out every night, going out and just enjoying uh, well, um, some beverages that's... together and just being social and singing tags in the parking lot. One of the bars we'd go to, we would go out and sing, and then they would shut down, and the waitresses and the, the staff, they'd all be leaving you know, and 1 a.m., 2 a.m., we're still there singing tags all night. So like a true that's shopper. the Southern California experience. But Absolutely. Uh, I was in the right place at the right time. Just uh, my brothers are out there. I mean, just a real, real special place. I think this is, you know, the, the case with, you know, probably any community organization, whether it be Rotary or anything else. But Barbershop is, is a massive one for providing opportunities um, for, for musical and organizational, you know, and professional development, growth and leadership, etc. So um, for those people who want to take it, there's, you know, there's, there's no shortage of, of opportunities to, uh, to, to grow there. Um, the, most, many people will be aware of, of, of um, Masters of Harmony, but um, they formed in 1985 and um, are now, I think, nine-time international champions and really just un, unquestionably one of the leaders of, of Barbershop in the world. So um, mm. uh, For a long, they, long time. Absolutely. And I, I have to say one of the one of the neat things I wasn't just in musical leadership at that time they were they were asking me to do board roles a music the vice president of music and performance even chapter president for Westminster and, and I served as music VP for uh, Royce Ferguson um, when, when we were lucky enough to win that first gold medal in 07 so it, it was I think that really is what sort of as we're ramping up to the Parkside story this was my education this yeah. is where I went to Fantastic. California to learn about not only the musical leadership side, but that organizational side and being a part of 
uh, masters getting to start up that Westminster Chorus and to have the, both of those experiences. I would say the Parkside experience is very much different and the culture is very much different, but it wouldn't be what it was if it weren't for those times in those chapters during Absolutely. those years in Southern Absolutely. California. Um, just before we get onto that, um, you, uh, for some may not be aware, it was it's, um, 10-ish or more, more than 10 years old now, that the, the movie American Harmony, uh, grab a, a DVD or something of it for people oh, yeah. who aren't aware, it's a, it's a great watch um, and it basically follows international for, uh, for um, I think three, two to three years, uh, starts sort of at the end of, of 05 into 06, um, That's right. when real time had just won and then mostly goes through 06 and 07 um, and then That's you right. guys win the following year, it's, it's a, just a fantastic look inside international and the barbershop culture and, and all sorts of things so and really what that was a real purple patch of um, of, of quartets oh, through that time i urge uh, anyone who's going to compete who has never competed before I, I will sometimes send them over there because it really gives you a behind the scenes look at the ramp up and, and yeah. just sort of how that works some coaching sessions and at conventions and i know quartets have told me that before they go to compete they'll get together and they'll have like a viewing party nice. and they'll watch american harmony together <laughs> and cool. i would say That's one cool. of the neatest things is that it's so well edited mm -hmm. uh he really weaved a story um i i'm not i'm not afraid just to tell you we we had some i had some um some conversations with the with the uh, the producer, the the creator, because he actually started to move some things around, like different songs, different rounds, and I was trying to tell him how barbershoppers know who sang what song and what right, round. This right, isn't going to okay. fly, you know. So he 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 actually moved some songs and some moments to create more drama. Yes. And that's where I found out, oh, this isn't a true documentary. This is like, <laughs> this has, is like inspired yeah. by real life, uh, you know, priorities. activities. Yes. But, uh, Based but on I, real I, events, yes. It, that's it, that's it. But I, I, I tell everyone who's who's a barbershopper and uh, who maybe will go compete, it's a it's a really neat piece that's very well edited and I think they made a strong story out of it. So yeah. it's a beautiful piece for sure. Fantastic. Mate, um, um, so, you know, OC Times was obviously a, a, a massive part of your life and before we got on to Park, Side, um, it was you know really quite rapid, and you'd been singing with the Alley Cats for, for a number of years. I understand as a professional singer, so you had a lot of that experience under your belt. Um, and you, um, uh, this is a pretty amazing little stat. You, you um, the first time you competed, you didn't qualify for internationals. You, you scored a seventy-five point eight, and thought, and unfortunately got into to international with a wild card. And then, if that's you don't right. mind, came eighteenth. Um, yes. So oh, wow. yes. that's yes. that's that's not too bad of an effort. Um, and then, of course, Corey came in on base, and um, I think he went um, um, was it five three one or something like that. So um, five three two one. That's five right. three two yep. one. Fantastic. So uh, you know, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, this is such a core cool part of your barbershop life. Um, oh, tell us briefly, uh, sort of, when did you know you were on a good thing with OC Times? Uh, you know, you, you oh. mentioned in gold medal moments what a massive influence Mark Hale was in, in um, kind of holding your feet he to the, the fire producer. and, and, and yeah. forcing you to, um, <laughs> to decide what your quartet identity was, which, uh, and, and, you know, talk about singing to the girl rather than about the girl, etc. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he really was the producer. Uh, we were, we were doing what every quartet does. You, you sang songs that quartets you like sang. You know, so we, we heard Michigan Jake sing a song, oh, let's do that song. And Riptide was a quartet that had just come on. Hey, let's do a Riptide chart. Platinum, let's do a Platinum song. <laughs> but it was really, uh, we were we were just coming off that international. I actually got chills when you were just talking about that run, that 
that prelims that we missed, I mean, you should have seen us that night. Anyone who was at that convention, I apologize. We were, it looked like someone just kicked our, kicked our puppy all over the place. It just, we were just sad that night. It was just, I think it was, we had high hopes and we had not gone through this process. So we were sort of bypassing. We were sort of a cover band that was just going out there and, and not really understanding the process or any of the, uh, what's really going on uh, in the foundation of, of uh, you know, and the stitching of these quality quartets that we were trying to mimic. But it was really through that process that we had to force ourselves to, I remember I tell the story that Mark was like, hey, we're not going to sing tonight. We're going to sit down and talk. And we're like, oh, Mark, no. <laughs> but I'm here for the not singing. This, no, but he said, we need to talk about, and, and it's not only who do you think you are, what's the vibe you're giving off, and I, we, we will sometimes tell the story, we thought we were the boys next door vibe, and we were singing songs about our mom, and he's like, let's go another route, let's try to have <laughs> That's you the, good, you, but let's try this. Sort of, uh, he was really like the Lou Pearlman was this producer of boy bands in the 2000s, and wow. like somebody said, that's what Mark Hale did, Mark sort of said... Let's go another route. Uh, let's have you. Let's not have you sing about the girl. Let's have you sing to the girl. And we basically developed a formula. And I think that's if I was going to say one thing about that, we we came up with a formula, uh, a, sort of a filter for songs. And we were going to be very specific in our next international. And anytime we picked up a piece of sheet music that we said, "Hey, let's do this song," if it didn't have these three criteria, we moved on to the next song. And the three criteria were: it had to be a metered song, no rubatos. Uh, wow. It had to have a steady beat. Even the ballads would have that 12-8 like feel, lovely. that yep. cooking, you know, you can hear it, right? And the second thing, it had to be um, about a girl. I'm sorry, uh, to a girl. Yeah. It had to be to a girl, uh, not singing about someone, but singing to her, specifically mm. to her. And the lyric had to be asking her for something. Wow. It had to be, a, it was essentially a pickup line with a meter. So yeah. um, every song we brought to the next year when we went 18th to 5th, yeah. every song we sang fit that model come fly with me be my good luck charm love me um honey open that door say the last dance for me put your head on my shoulder so we just everything went through a filter it defined what we said on shows it defined the clothing we wore um, and that model that he helped us develop it just it just clarified everything for mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and this, it really I mean, gave us the brand of oc times was born during that time absolutely i mean that's completely fascinating um i mean we could you know, do an entire masterclass just on that, and you know, yes, maybe maybe our people <laughs> might coordinate a, another discussion sometime in the future. <laughs> but what what would your advice? It sounds like Mark Hale was key to this, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it would be pretty easy for you know Joe Barbershop Quartet to sit down and start having this discussion and kind of float around and not really come to an outcome. Well, if if you don't have you know, a, 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 an A-level you know, mentor and uh, like Mark Hale, what's your advice for, for a quartet? Absolutely, and I think uh, being a member of the judging community, we, and all three of us are, I, I know most judges would love the call uh, to be able to offer some nice. uh, outside gold. advice, and yeah. maybe not even brought in as a full-time coach, but even to be a consultant. Yeah. Um, I, I know, and, and you know, the, the barbershop world is so much, well, the world is so much smaller now. I mean, right here, I'm in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you all are in Australia, and we're yeah. just having this conversation. So, uh, but you can, you can talk about things like strengths and weaknesses. You can talk about, oh, you sing in a doo-wop group? Tell me more about that. You know, maybe we can tap into that. Um, let's talk about range limitations. Let's talk mm -hmm. about 
oh, you, you don't tune Roboto, you don't have a good feel for Roboto, but you like meter, great. But maybe it's reversed, you know? So yep. you start to ask these questions, and I was really fortunate to teach a class on this uh, at a Harmony College, a Harmony University, and I basically developed this questionnaire for your quartet to go down and answer, as a group and, and talk about them and That's also cool. bring in that fifth person. I think it's really important to have that fifth person because, again, what we thought we were going to do mm ended up not being what we ended up uh, ultimately and, being. And so it's, it's important to bring in that fifth set of eyes and ears to share not only what you think you are, but what the vibe, that perception you're giving off is just as real as what you're feeling inside. So massive, it's very yeah, massive. Uh, you also talk about, um, you know, while it's you know, necessary and an, an invaluable part, an invaluable part of improvement to um, learn from other people, you've got to be you rather than trying to be someone else. It just won't work at the end of the day. You can pretend, you can play a part, and we've seen some quartets, but I think that's the exception to the rule. They'll come out, they'll play a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and even, even to a, a point much of Main Street, I'll, I'll use as a, as a most recent example, they ended up having pretty strong characters for most of their songs. Mm. Uh, so, so they were able to play those bits. That, those are exceptions. You, yeah. you can call out when those have happened because they're so rare. But, but ultimately, you're gonna have to come back to who you are, what's in your core, uh, and that, that's, that's what's gonna lead you. That, that's what's gonna serve you best. Well, so and ultimately, yeah. that's what OC Times was. We were young guys living in Orange County at the time, going out to the pub and uh, meeting people and uh nice, singing together yeah. <laughs> and if, as much of that as we could capture and bring onto the contest stage that was going to be us people were going to feel like they were in on that and that's where it really came together for us fantastic well mate on behalf of, uh, of all barbershoppers thank you for thank you for the music you know as times oh, is just God. such a an iconic uh, quartet and and i i don't have the stats in front of me but it would be um if not the most emulated it would be one of the most emulated quartets you introduce so many beautiful new songs that everyone just mm -hmm. loves to sing so um uh, yeah thank you for for the contribution I'd be remiss if I just didn't mention just one final uh, member of that music team was Aaron Dale, of course. Yeah. Aaron coming in at that time, uh, Aaron was a sort of coming onto the scene at that time, and uh, Aaron was sending his uh, first couple of charts over to Mark as a mentor, and Mark was sort of giving him feedback and sort of helping him develop in those final touches. So it was Mark that made the connection, and that was the finishing you know, sort yeah, of the cool. piece to the puzzle. So thanks a lot, Rich. It, it's honestly, I think about it, as a kid from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and it's, it's funny. People say, "Why are you living in Her Why are you in Pennsylvania?" <laughs> I'm back home. I was yeah. born. This is actually <laughs> my hometown. I was born in Hershey, but yeah, yeah. many people know me as being from Southern California. But um, a, par a piece of my heart is there, and, and so much of who I am is because of those seven and a half years I spent. Absolutely. And, and so many dear friends and. And, and relationships that I still have with those. I, I feel like Westminster Chorus are kind of sons and nephews, you know, so I'm sitting here just cheering for them. I can't wait to see them this summer um, and all of my brothers and uncles and fathers and the Masters of Harmony. So absolutely. Yeah, very no, blessed. Valuable. And you're, you're right. We, we can't uh, go on with just, just spending one minute um, talking about Aaron. Uh, for those who don't know, he's oh. uh, um, <laughs> among the, the top handful of arrangers in the society, has been for a decade or so. Um, I mean, it sounds like it was just, um, as they say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. But you'd, you had some <laughs> nice you had some nice planets line up there for you um, with, with Aaron Dale um, coming into his own as an arranger. And, and did, did you, once you developed the relationship, did you send him some ideas or did, did he make 
mainly just keep sending stuff through to you and you picked up the ones that where you could send to a girl or yeah it, it, and honestly it being a little bit both sides sean york really headed up uh, he was the one sort of collecting songs we, we would mention titles sean was really heading up the the charge he's, he's uh, got a degree uh, in music has he he does he right. does yeah so sean was really uh was really ahead too sort of helping us find these songs uh, look look through this filter and so some suggestions would come from our side, some suggestions would come from Aaron's side. But I remember the first time Aaron saw us, he arranged Good Luck Charm and, and Love Me um, without even hearing us, seeing us. He was finishing those up. Um, but he tells the story when he saw a video of us singing those two charts, it opened up a whole nother. He wow. saw us singing those charts and yeah. he said he, he almost, I think, put your head on my shoulder came immediately following that nice. and, and it went on from there and uh um it's it, it was a relationship that i think the timing of the music category loosened a bit during that time yeah. so we were in a position where we could bring those songs where previously maybe even two years before it would have been wow. like oh that's not going to score well <laughs> yeah but things yeah. Uh, the music category loosened in a way that allowed us to to be in the right place at the right time with that team and have a it it just worked, um, and then yes. yeah, you, and then you know, with Surfer Girl, you continue pushing the boundaries, mate. Um, it, it's it's amazing, and as a non-music judge myself, and as a non you know sort of music uh, degree guy, I, I'm but as a barbershopper, I'm completely fascinated in what is the X factor in songs. I mean, and some. Some barbershop songs, you know, even if you tune it all up and it's all wonderful, it's still there still has a vanilla component to it. Whereas almost yeah. all the songs you sang, there was something, there was an X factor about them, and it must be something in in the music and the arrangement and etc. Um, it they just it was just this yeah this this hit factory this Elvis Beatles hit factory that you had, and uh, there was it, it just worked. It, it honestly, yeah, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the pile of songs over here that we didn't do. Has a lot to do with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, nice. You know, we had to, we had to say, hey, it's okay that we we invested time into this and we went through the process. It just doesn't work. Move yeah. along, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think that pile over there is just as important uh, to our success. But I, I have to say, the legacy of OC Times. The fact that when we go to Harmony Brigades, we go to conventions, uh, when I get the privilege to judge uh, conventions, when you hear a song that maybe we had commissioned mm. come across that stage really or be cool. recorded, uh, it is it is the ultimate honor of any quartet. And, and, and ultimately for OC Times and our journey and our legacy, that's what's going to keep us around longer than anything are, are the people who, who find joy in recreating and, and, and breathing new life into songs that maybe that mm -hmm. we had originally had commissioned. And that, that's the good stuff, man. And I'll never fully um, process that. It's, it's overwhelming. You know, very cool. It really yeah. is. It really, very much, really very is. Very much an honor. Very good. <clears throat> and so, mate, before we get on to um, uh, the last half of the, of the podcast with Parkside, um, tell me about... Uh, Throwback and and um, yeah, it's you know the different uh, every every quartet is unique but you've had quite a quite a bit of turnover in Throwback over your um it's has it, it's been about uh, about a decade and um, mm -hmm. you, you know you how do you set your goals and because uh, you know it's it's a hobby some of us take it pretty seriously but you still want to <laughs> you know you still want to leave the stage feeling proud and happy you know as you say you don't want to you don't want to be dragging your dead puppy behind you you know you want to be you want it, you want it, you want it to be a positive experience so uh, yeah tell, tell our listeners a little bit about it's, the history of throwback it and has where you are been now. just a rewarding challenging fulfilling scary 
why would you go back out there again? You know, why would you do that? And, uh, and I shared that with you. I, I actually had a polyp, a vocal polyp, and we found that just before the, um, the ramp up to Nashville in 08. So I was going through that final year with, with that, and, and, and the, the quartet carried me through it. There was a lot of things we had to do to work together to, wow. to get through that. So I had the surgery a year later, and I really wanted, I honestly wanted to get back out there again for me. I really wanted to go through the process again with a fresh set of folds. Mm. And, and, and also, I, I felt like there was some, some more growth to have there. I had the blessing of OC Times. I had the backing of uh, uh, Mark was involved there in the early years. Aaron's been with me again, uh, my dear friend Aaron Dale. And, and getting to experience, you know, what's the next step for me as an artist if if, if that's what I was doing in my life when OC Times was singing those lines, what am I doing now as, as, a, as, a, as a human, as a man on my journey? Uh, I can't keep singing the same songs. I've, I, I've got to stretch. I've got to grow. I can't walk out there and sing OC Times type material. Um, I've got to evolve. And sometimes that's hard. And, and my hats are off to leads who have gone out and done this because the audience knows you. Or at least, yeah. uh, you know, the persona of uh, of the person that you've shared on that stage. So to walk back out again, they're like, no, 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 sing that other stuff. We feel better when you're singing this. You know, and, and I've had judges we've, be like, uh, you know, I, I was trying, trying to say, you guys, you know, it's not this new material. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I, I had this uh, a couple of ballads. I wanted to share some experience of. I had, a, you know, she said no. You know, the, or the relationship didn't work out. I mean, yeah. or. I have had my heart broken. I have, and and I wanted to share that. And I've had a judge flat out tell me, "Not interested, Sean. Not really. <laughs> a, I don't believe you, and B, I don't want to hear it. So, yeah, well. can you sing another song about the girl? You know. So it's <laughs> uh, it's it was challenging and and rewarding and fulfilling, as I said. And 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 the Throwback family has just really uh, allowed us to all evolve. Uh, and we're coming up on ten years that we've been together. That's amazing. And. Um, uh, this particular ramp up, uh, many of you know, um, we had our, our tenor Paul Saka left just after the international a year ago after Orlando. We were very fortunate to place third. And I, I should say that the run has been a pretty exciting run. Our first international, we got sixth. We came back, went back, we fell back to seventh, repeated as seventh, moved up to fifth, repeated as fifth, moved up to fourth, and then just got third. So, okay. um, it's uh, it's been interesting hanging out and just going through the process and just living and learning and and, and it's been again an amazing experience. But when Paul left, um, it you, you log so many miles together, you know, you log so many hours together, you log so many conversations and and tears and laughter, and after five years. It's not like Paul's out of the family, you know. Mm -hmm. He he might not be a full time member of the quartet anymore, but he is certainly a member of Throwback. Mm. So um, to see him go on, and, and you'll see him here competing uh, with Signature here this mm -hmm. summer, we're, we're rooting him on. We've known those guys. We, we've we sung with and competed against and cheered for. And um, it's going to be a really cool, interesting, awesome convention this summer. But when Paul left, it really opened up an opportunity for us to not find a new member, but to welcome back an original member of the quartet. So when we show up this summer... There's going to be three-fourths of the original throwback, which is Alex Rubin, Dan Rubin, myself, and our bass, Michael Scott. Um, but Dan Rubin was the one who came back. He was an original member. He was the original baritone. And after, uh, after 2013 convention, he moved to England. 
he got a job and he moved over uh, to London, England. Their mom's actually from England, so they have dual citizenship. So he was able to get over there, find work, do his thing. And he's a creative, a creative designer, photographer, an amazing talent, uh, Dan is. So he left in 2013 after we placed sixth and seventh. Um, and, and when he left, Alex went from tenor to baritone. His brother took his spot on baritone and we brought in Paul on tenor. Uh, and then shortly after that, our bass Aaron left, Michael Scott came in. So, and, and we've had five years with that lineup. So with Dan coming back in, they didn't switch parts. They stayed, Alex remained on baritone. So we just put Dan in on tenor. So our original baritone is now our current tenor. He joined us uh, in the fall and we have had an amazing time. They, these nine months have been fun and creative going back through the repertoire, seeing uh, sort of through a fresh perspective, because it's a new quartet now, really. Um, music that maybe uh, wasn't as good a fit previously is, is maybe a different fit now. So we're coming in with a really cool collection of songs. We're coming in with a really comfortable, uh, confident plan. So we're, we're just finishing up a full week here. The, the brothers were up here in Hershey. Uh, Michael lives here in Hershey with, uh, just right down the road. So we just finished up a little boot camp here, six days of just singing together every day and uh, just putting the finishing touches on our ramp up to uh, Salt Lake City. So we're really anxious to get out there this summer. It's, I can't wait to get, to, get back out there again. So appreciate the support, cool. you guys. That's yeah, very man. cool. Um, and, and you mentioned part of the core success of OC Times was you learning to be you um but it sounds like the the throwback experience and part of the reason you you wanted to get straight back out there and and, and part of the the reason you've found throwback challenging and, and rewarding is there isn't you know all of us as individuals uh, we're not you know narrow or linear like we we're, we're multifaceted parts and so um, am i right in interpreting that you're sort of you're still being you but a, a, a slightly different component of you or you're highlighting different parts of you it's true. Yeah, I just, um, I, and, and through working with different arrangers and um, just having different life experiences and um, just having the confidence to say, I know you probably feel more comfortable hearing this kind of song from me, but I had this experience, this different experience, and I really want to share that too. So it's it's been a process, man. I've learned a lot about myself, and uh, and I've definitely stretched as as a vocalist, as a barbershopper, as a human being, just going through the throwback process. So it's not Sean the Divine same as OC Times. Is, yeah, you know, is, is it very different than than a two thousand and four Sean Divine? Yeah, of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. So, and I, I I just I'm so thankful to be surrounded by people. I still sing with OC Times. We just did a show yeah. together last Saturday. You know, cool. uh, and those guys, there there are our biggest fans and, and, and my greatest supporters and my brothers. So the fact that I've been able to go through this journey, I'm incredibly, incredibly fortunate to be surrounded. I, I always I always say it's really, I've been lucky enough to sing with these great human beings, these amazing singers. And that's really what the experience is all about, to circle back to our opening line. Yeah. You join because of the music, you stay because of the relationships. Yeah. Th this is truly what it's all been about. So I'm very, very lucky. So speaking of people, um, when you moved back to uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, w w was it was it a, a clear priority? To, did you start Parkside Harmony? Tell us about that journey, moving back home and 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 yeah, yes. developing Parkside. Yeah, I was really. Uh, I, I have a just an amazing circle of friends here in Hershey who I've known for a long, long time. Uh, some of the guys I met uh, I've known since high school. 
uh, some in college. Uh, many of them, we sang together in those shows at Hershey Park back in the day, in those resident shows at the theme park. So I had a collection of people who were in the area, and I thought, you know, if I ever move home, wouldn't that be neat to start a chapter that was that was really focused on living in the A-level and, 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 and having an artistic A-level experience and, and maybe even going about things in a little different way. I'm not going to try to start a Masters. I'm not going to try to start a Westminster, but maybe grab little bits and pieces of my experiences, find a really great group to collaborate with. And that's what I did. I reached out to some of my very good friends who live here uh, in the area. Um, and we just sat down and we said, okay, why do we want to do this? Uh, I sat down at my kitchen table with uh, Brian Schreiner, dear friend, uh, Brandon Brooks, and we did the first pass at sort of a mission statement. There's many chapters in, in, um, around us. Uh, within an hour drive in any direction, you'll probably hit about six or seven men's courses. Wow. Okay. But there's never been a chapter in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And Hershey's such a unique town with, um, with the tourism, with the chocolate factory, uh, with the industry uh, that, that's here, there's a very rich musical and arts uh, uh, community here. There's chorales, there's a symphony orchestra, um, there's wonderful uh, performing um, venues. And I just thought, what a great place, you know, if we could bring this together. So we basically made a case statement for why we wanted to start this group. We reached out to the local choruses. We let them know what we were doing and more importantly, what we weren't gonna do. Um, and then I think an important step in the Parkside process, we, after I reached out to uh, several barbershoppers in the area who I knew who weren't currently barbershopping, um, I moved back in the area and I, I was looking around after I visited some of the chapters for coaching, as where's Lamar and where's, where's Dan? And uh, whatever happened to Bob, you know? Well, over time, over the, the, the time that I was gone and um, in between California and Hershey, there was a five-year stint in Nashville. So I was gone for 13 years. And over the course of these 13 wow. years, for whatever reason, yeah. the guys, you know, time becomes more and more valuable. Mm -hmm. Chapter experiences change. Um, I reached out to about a dozen guys who were no longer members of the society. And I reached out simply to have the conversation. Where are you... Where are you singing now? You what yeah. happened? Or would you consider this? And I have to tell you that many of the responses were very similar. Mm -hmm. So this is what helped our, our sort of the second layer of what could Parkside be. We decided um, let's not meet every week to start. Yeah, right. Wow. Let's meet on Monday nights. And Monday was the night where not a lot of the choruses, the choruses around here meet on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Thursday. There's not yeah. a chorus within let's say an hour drive that meets on Mondays. So we wanted to do that because we didn't want to have competition with the other courses. I did not want to start a course that met on Tuesdays. There's three courses within 30 minutes that meet on Tuesdays. I would yeah. not do that. Yeah. And then we said, let's do every other. And we found that um, maybe some guys who are in, uh, in the heat of their career, the kids are, are grown to the point where they're pretty active in sports and, and activities. To commit to three hours yeah, Every like, single week gives a little bit of anxiety to some guys these days. Um, it's, it's not the same traditional model that, that we had done for years and years and years. So we started for the first six months meeting every other Monday. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to say that there are some courses that meet, let's say, one Saturday a month. I know mm -hmm. that there's some chapters that do that. 
And I, I don't want to be insulting to say that I think that many of those choruses could be defined as a project chorus. Um, they're, they're forming for maybe a competition or a, a convention appearance. We're a very much living, breathing chapter, fully functioning, community-serving chapter that just meets every other week. And here we are five years later, we still meet every other Monday. We never strayed from that. We'll throw in an occasional, um, we found that like maybe once a quarter we'll have a Sunday and we'll bring in a, a coach yeah. um, or we'll do a special activity together. But every other Monday for, uh, we're going on, uh, we're about to hit five years here in a couple months. And um, the average age of the chorus is my age, it's 43. And we just found that um, there's, there's a few older guys, there's a few younger guys, but the average age of the chorus is 43. And this every other a week format works for us here in this area now. So I think that's at the core of, of, of what we were doing, uh, that, that had something to do with it. And you're the artistic director, so you don't, you're not always out the front waving your arms, but you are, you are responsible for the musical product, yeah? Yes, thank you so much for, yeah, that, that's, and that would be the next thing. So we wanted it to be, there was a term we were using uh, when we were developing the case statement, and it was singer-driven. We really wanted to take the, um, the control away from someone out front with the hands waving and put the control into the hands of the artists, the guys on the risers, to have a little bit more ownership of what's happening. What better way to do that than to remove a conductor? Take the conductor away and, and have what we call quartet level preparation. The guys are preparing at a quartet level on their music. And um, as artistic director, um, I basically, and I said this um, to have a team, and, and that's exactly what Park said is we have this music team that is, I think there's probably seven frontline directors in the music team. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm the musical director. We have a, I'm sorry, a, a, the artistic director, rather. We have a music director, Dr. Jay Butterfield, who's just, my, I'm the right hand, he's the left hand. We, we are in constant communication. Our vice president of music and performance, Brian Schreiner, he's overseeing, keeping us both in check, um, making sure that everything's working, and he's sort of the, the quality control. The section leaders, we have three section leaders per section, any one of them could run the show at any given time. And um, an average rehearsal night agenda, which the agenda is produced, um, I'll generate that agenda along with uh, Jay and with Brian. We'll share that with the music team, get the blessing of the music team, and then that's distributed to the chorus. So the chorus always has a heads up of the timestamp agenda. And there could be any, uh, any one of five guys coming down and leading sessions on, on any given rehearsal night. And I might not be in front of the chorus at all on a Monday night. I might just be in my spot, which is really cool is that I get to sing. Yeah. We all get to sing. Ah, nice. Uh, and I don't want to not sing. So everyone in the chorus is, um, is singing. Uh, there's not a conductor out front. But there is a very strong, passionate, connected music team with an artistic director, music director, VP, music performance. And then we have visual coordination. Uh, and then we have section leaders. So it's a really cool team. And it is a very collaborative effort. Sounds like you've you've put in place a whole bunch of lessons you've learned over the years, um, yeah. and in your in your judging <clears throat> experience in life, you you 
Uh, have you found that it, for, for some groups, as you say, that the MD, the conductor, can be a barrier, that you know, the members on the risers can be looking at the director and not bringing the song to life and not engaging with the audience, and so you've removed that barrier, and you've also, for member enjoyment, it sounds like, on the risers, um, is that something you've got sort of active feedback about, or you just know, <coughs> excuse me, the vibe of the chorus is that having that variety out the front is really helpful for yes. you guys, not only for the enjoyment of the members, but also the, the the new ideas and the burnout of anyone out the front. You hit it. Yeah. You hit it right on the head uh, multiple, multiple times, Richard. And I, I really feel that um, uh, the, the ownership of the guy coming in with his quartet level preparation, um, he just feels, and, and I hate to say, um, I don't want every chorus in BHA to consider going with no conductor. You know, this is just like I'm not, uh, I'm not suggesting that you all go every other week. Uh, it just happened to be, think about non-traditional ways yeah. to, to have that variety and impact. So this is what we chose. This is not the model for every chorus. But don't be afraid to go out of the box and try nice. different things, you know. Um, I, and, and I think that um, some of our guys... Uh, when we go and we'll watch performances in our rehearsal hall, we have a big screen, we have audio vid video. So sometimes we'll pull up a, a first class chorus performance and the first comment, hey, let's talk about good, let's talk about opportunities and we'll learn from watching these other choruses. And many of them will just say, I just couldn't get past the director. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. they're so jaded. They're so <clears throat> used to having direct communication between them and the recipient, hmm. them and the audience. Uh, them and themselves, them and the world, you know, whoever yeah. the recipient is, that sometimes the, the director can be a blocker. Um, and, and I think even more so with the music and the performance style that we have chosen um, has, has, has just gone down that road even more, um, so, which has enhanced that whole experience for the guys. Fantastic. Well, one of the um, arguably uh, greatest challenges, correct me if I'm wrong, would be how do you get basically synchronization especially in some venues you know an international is sometimes the case where you know you can't hear the guys on the other side of the risers 20 and 30 meters away um, so, so how have you approached that yeah I'll give away some Parkside secrets is that oh, okay oh well that's, that's your call I'm, I, I <laughs> don't want you to say please it. do don't want you to say anything you'll regret <laughs> I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a I had a bit of an exchange with a I was coaching a chorus uh, two weekends ago and uh, I had been in an exchange, there was a question and answer, and I, and I told them how we do this. And the guy basically didn't challenge me, but he's like, well, I don't know if really? I like that at all. And I said, uh, well, that's fine. You don't have to That's like not going to work. <laughs> that's, that will never work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. um, this, is, this is the format that we've chosen. We, we, we work with the arranger and the learning track uh, producer. And our goal is to provide a learning track when we introduce a new song that is performance ready. Nice, mm -hmm. yeah. We've worked with the arranger and the learning track producer to provide a learning track that is performance ready. And the goal is to not change the plan. So that, and I'm only talking about these two quarter notes aren't gonna be changed to the dotted eighth. Like, it's not, uh, and, and we'll have coaches come in who wanna change it because they're feeling it a different way. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this a dotted eighth. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't really, it's just, it's not wrong. It's just a way. Mm. And we found that as long as we're all doing it the same way, it's not going to be wrong. Now, yeah. we can still change color. We can change expression. Mm. We can change many of the performance elements and colors and, and feel and approach. But as far as the form, 
as far as the tempo, as far as the um, 95% of what we've put out there on the stage is what we've handed the guys. So the, the resource of the sheet music and the learning track is never lost. And we have, a, we have a committee of guys who ensure that the learning track matches the music perfectly. Yeah, nice. There's no exception. And how many times have you been in chorus? I was going like, to say there's a lot, uh, of, lessons, a a lot of chorus lessons no, you're learning here. we changed it. It's not a D5. <laughs> Don't you remember that coach changed it up to that F and we didn't reflect it. <laughs> so, so, but I will tell you there, there's a few exceptions. So that's, that's our goal. You know, that's the rule. And there are always exceptions. Mm. Uh, we had a, a brilliant arrangement from one of my dear friends, Steve Tramack, did an American tune. And we performed an American tune. We competed with it in Orlando mm. last summer. Yep. And he came to work with us, and he felt it needed something different. Mm. And, and the chorus, hey, guys, I'm going to change this chord. And everybody in the chorus went, looked at me, and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> here we go. But he just felt like it needed to change. And we did the change, and we learned it, and we locked it down. And the next day, the committee got on, updated the music. Wow. I called Tim Warwick. Tim <laughs> Warwick punched in, updated yeah, wow. the track, and we reintroduced the track and the music. So... But that's how we do it. Uh, the guys are preparing at a quartet level. If we're changing rhythms and we're, and we're swapping out um, interp every rehearsal, you're not going to have that comfort and that confidence to go out and perform without yeah. a conductor, yeah. several times not looking at each other, not yeah. having visu visual, physical cues. Yeah. And we're trying to take away more and more of those uh, every year. Uh, in the first year, you could see uh, Jay Butterfield and I in the front row sort of conducting <laughs> yes, with our yeah. shoulders with you know body, yeah. <laughs> and we found that um and then, and then the next year we put in this this uh, pregnant pause this breath and the music just stopped released and it wasn't a synced up thing which yeah. many of them were in the previous year we did one of them in an american tune and in our new contest song there's six of them you know so we're really yeah. learning how to and how to listen to each other Exciting. also how we vocally stack uh, how we voice place the guys on the risers. Mm -hmm. um, they know to listen in. Um, vocal uh, placement, um, uh, vocal delivery. There's certain things that we do to make sure that uh, expression and emphasis are done in a way that it goes in, not out, so that you're not going to stick out. So there's lots of little tricks and um, little things that we do. I hate to say it's tricks. It's like I should tools. say it's more official. Yes, of course. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> tools and they're uh, yeah. But um, we've really found that this is just the way that Parkside uh, performs. This this is uh, again uh, this is sort of the rule. There's exceptions that we perform one or two songs, pieces of songs where the conductor will come out, and it's almost like he's a prop. It's not even that he's really conducting the chorus. It's like at this moment, we almost needed a classical, more you know, traditional feel, and, and then he just disappears again. You know, So um, we like toying with that stuff, but we really ultimately have found it circles back to that one to have a singer-driven ensemble. Um, to take the emphasis, and I love what you said, Richard, you're not going to have burnout as a leader out front uh, or, or having to deal with all of that pressure. It's a very shared responsibility. It's a very collaborative effort, and we've it's, really found that um, that it's working for us. 
It's a massive responsibility being a music director. Like you think about it. Oh my gosh. Of, yeah, not only on the day, but the other six days of the week as well. You think, yes, what am I doing? Yes, yes, yes. How's this going? What do I need to tweak here? So to be able to share that substantially, I can imagine would be would be fantastic. Um, and 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 so you've um, sounds like you've you've evolved your your music team and your leadership team and and have are some of them you know are they are all of your leaders long time barber shoppers or some of them are pretty new and have just demonstrated leadership ability or yeah not all but but we are very fortunate uh, when we first formed we we were lucky to have some experienced quartetters walk in yeah and um, and we celebrate that you know we we um, but it's not all about these ace singers you know yes. we we have a lot of responsibility to bringing in people who who are vocalists who want to learn and, and they want to be uh, into that process and uh, um, uh, I should I should also mention well you, you asked uh, I'll give an example of a new member college acapella I don't know how it is in Australia but college acapella contemporary acapella is just massively uh, popular here in the states uh, colleges and universities I should say universities it's not like do they have a college acapella group it's how many do they have right. um, they'll have two three the, a men's group a women's group a mixed group uh, Penn State University up the road has probably seven acapella groups wow. on campus so our newest member uh, just came to us and he's on that committee of um, making sure the track matches the sheet music and he's only been singing barbershop for 10 months but he has this experience as an arranger in the acapella world and at the college, at the collegiate uh, level, at the university level. So he's, he's on our music team and he hasn't even gotten his one year card yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, our visual, our, our visual, uh, that, that gentleman's name's Ian Wolf, uh, one of our visual coordinators, uh, he joined Barbershop through Parkside. Um, our music director, uh, Jay Butterfield, this was one of his students uh, and, and when he was a choral director. And um, this gentleman has a, has a theater degree and uh, he was working as a professional actor for years. So just about the time where we're trying to go more in that direction as a category and as an organization, here he is trying to learn about barbershop. So Jim <laughs> Cron is his name. That's someone who you'll hear much more about in, in, in years to come. He has been able to come in with a fresh perspective with this theater experience and acting background, and he's really been uh, just really massively influential on the group, um, figuring out... Um, that transition into the performance category, which we're all huge fans of. <laughs> that, that, that is exciting, and you read my mind Very actually exciting. about about yeah how you um, embracing that. It sounds like you, you were completely open to that, but you you weren't actively looking for someone that is you know if and when someone came in the door, you went oh awesome, you've got this expertise, let's yes. let's put it to work. I knew he had the experience, but it took. It was probably about a, he was in the chorus for a year before oh, wow. we finally started to utilize him. Yeah. And, and I think it, it took the, the presentation to performance category switch over to really give him a place. And the first time David McEachern came down to, to coach the chorus, he's just like, <laughs> you know, jaw on the ground. Yeah. This is acting. Yeah, but instead cool. of saying acting, he's saying barbershop. Well, who yeah. is this guy? You know, yeah. this is my world, you know. So... And in the time we have leverage, I, I, there's one piece of our process uh, when we talk about culture. Um, I, I need, there's, there's three things that I think we do a lot of. And, and, and the first is just communicate. There's so much communication happening on a regular basis. Uh, we have a members-only website that's very interactive. Um, the guys always know what's going on. They feel very much part of the process because they're communicated 
um, the decisions that are happening, the agenda that's going on. Why did we make this change? We have a very active uh, members-only Facebook group where I'll, I'll jump on and, and do a video on a decision that was made or maybe something that we're considering. Um, so communication is, is just a, a really important part of the process. Yeah. Very open, very transparent. I, I think the second thing would have to do with the expectations. What are we communicating a lot of the time are the expectations. When you join the chorus, there, you sign a sheet and, and, and all the expectations are there. We have not adjusted the expectation sheet since we formed the chorus. Have you had to talk to anyone? It, there's been a couple conversations, yeah. <laughs> but luckily we can go back to the document. Yep. It's, 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 it's communicated. We communicate early and often. Mm. We communicate early and often the expectations. Um, if, if there are issues, um, we, we get at it early. So there's no, oh, why didn't you mention this to me before? Because would you agree that's, that's in some other happen. choruses, there might be someone who's not doing as they're asked and the leadership allows it to just go through to the keeper. Correct. Suddenly everyone else Correct. is looking around saying, well, these things written down don't mean anything. Yes. So I think that the, the expectation sheet has really guided our culture. And everybody signed it. They have their own copy, and we refer to it on a regular basis. Um, one of the final things we do is um, to keep the guys engaged on the off week. We do these. They, re, they started as recording requests, and they quickly became recording requirements. Nice. And uh, the guys will go home. It's actually it's step one of the audition process. Uh, you get the uh, the learning track, you have the sheet music, and we want you to record yourself singing with the learning track because nice. that's the plan. Yes. We don't want you to sing without the track because yeah. then you're not performing the plan. But we want you to use the sheet music, we want you to use the learning track, and we want you to record yourself singing your part and send it to your section leader. Mm. And when you send in your track, the cool thing is that you get a track in return within five days. You get a personalized track. So it would be, hey, Richard, I got your track for uh, Go the Distance. We're going to sit down here and listen to it together, and we're going to review it, and we're going to find some opportunities and find some celebrations, and here we go. So whenever you submit a track, you get one in return. And we think that there's so much value there. And, in fact, we, we upped the ante last year, and we had the guys do a video at home. All of the guys had to video themselves doing the uptune at home, with a learning track, video themselves, upload it to YouTube, and send it in. And they got a video in return. And you're able to do we, that we quick turnaround because you've got a number of section leaders, yes? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, so you've three, removed the bottleneck there's, there. There's three. Nice. Yep. So um, they spread that out, and, um, uh, and, 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 and they rotate it around. And um, we just think there's something special to that. And, and I submit a track, by the way. Mm. I submit a track. And the cool thing is you don't record that first pass and send it in. You record that first pass, you listen back, and you go, oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> let me make a few. Uh, let me do one more of those. And an hour later on take six, you have just, you have just made the chorus better. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been doing that. It's actually step one of our audition process. So um, it's something the guys will we'll do about a recording a month, one a month. And uh, when there's a new song that comes in, that's part of the process. Sometimes we find that songs need a brush up. So we'll have them do another pass at the recording, but um, but it's not a pass or fail. Right. It's not a it's not a um, qualification. It's right. an ongoing part of the process. Okay. So the guys are, uh, you know, sometimes we're a little anxious about the recording just before a contest for qualification. It's an ongoing process, mm. and it also gives us a chance to give constant vocal assessment to the guys. It gives us an opportunity to give constant. Um, here's a next step for you. So every guy has a tailored next step rather than, hey, we want everyone to live to this expectation. Even 
even myself um, getting getting feedback like hey sean uh the the section leader calls me scooper scoopy mcscooperson nice and, so what's uh, he trying to say yeah exactly <laughs> he says hey sean let's work on this let's, so everyone is is in on it everyone is growing and learning and that constant communication uh, allows us to be in constant touch with the development of our singers we're and, constantly assessing where you're at and how you're doing yeah, so that's, there's that's no surprise yeah. we're ahead of it and we're, we're in touch with it and the guys really feel comfortable listening to their own voice yeah the guys feel comfortable logging the hours at home um especially on the off weeks you know like i don't have to drive to rehearsal tonight but i am going to sit in front of the computer for an hour and, and learn my notes and words yeah. so suddenly, suddenly three hours later yeah and did you decide not to ask them to send one in weekly or fortnightly because that's you know asking more of the member or of the music team or both um you mean the weekly rehearsal no no the the recording Sorry. some some oh, courses yes. would ask their members to do a do a, a, a um, qualification tape or a feedback tape every week oh yeah no yeah I, I think it's it's not respectful of the time of of, of our leaders <laughs> so right. we'll never do more than a one a month is the yep. maximum mm -hmm. is, is one a month um, but uh, in last year from July to December we had a song of the month and uh, we were introducing we had all the songs ready and we released them um, as we went and, and the guys knew that at the first rehearsal of the month we were going to review it we go to sectionals and they had until the 15th of the month to get their to get their tracks in and by the 20th they had a they had their feedback track we had another rehearsal and then we moved on to the next song so six months later we had six new songs and they were performance ready yeah nice. and that's it's a process that we've it takes a lot of work it, it takes the whole team and and sometimes it takes the music vp reaching out to the section leaders and saying hey i'm watching the submission tracker uh, it's been five days since Richard submitted his track. Can someone get that back to him? He's bloody that, picking the, on me. <laughs> I mean, let's go. <laughs> so again, that's the exception. Our team takes their jobs very, very seriously. But yeah. um, that that recording process is really at the heart of what we do at Parkside. And, and there's a, yeah, there's a thousand cultural things. You, your your professional background degree is in organizational behavior or something, isn't it? That's right. Organizational yeah, yeah. leadership. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. So there's there's a there's a, a thousand more things we could unpack there because just to touch on it, the to state the obvious that the positivity of the of the feedback between the member and, and the leader, the section leader, is just so critical. Rather than some people who, with all best intentions, can come across as a little heavy handed, and suddenly the member's going, "Whoa, yeah. hang on a minute." So yeah, so many so many subtleties that you got to get right. And, and we're not expecting everyone to be at that. A plus, you know, you're going to be where you're at, and um, but but again, we're we're getting ahead of those, maybe those tough conversations. Yeah. We know where everyone's at, yeah. and and the music team. I'll say one final thing: the music team gets together. We get together pretty regularly, but every year we've gotten together and we've essentially ranked our singers. We've we've talked about each singer, and so we have the visual team, the the music team, uh, the creative. We're all sitting there. Okay, let's talk about Ash for a little bit. Um, how's he doing with visual? How's he doing with vocal? What's his next step? Mm. So once a year we check in on every member and then we communicate that to each member and we let them know how they're doing and um, what we feel is their next step on their personal development plan. So nice. yeah. the music team is working tirelessly <laughs> well, and, and it's a pretty special mix. That's fantastic. And, and as you're alluding to, uh, it, it just does take so much time and effort. And, and um, But if it, if 
uh, you know, it's a positive journey. I mean, I guess all of our journeys are two steps forward, one step back, aren't they? But, yeah, but if, if yeah. generally speaking, we feel we're going forward, then that gives us the, the motivation and the reward of, of putting the work in. Um, uh, it, it, we really need to feel like, uh, yeah, that, that, that we're, we're, all, we're all going in the right direction. Um, as I expected, uh, time has absolutely flown. Uh, mate, thank you for, for your, your awesome thoughts and, and sharing a story. Uh, I will um, finish with this one final topic, and rather than rather than um, dropping you in in it uh, by asking what your personal view of sort of the direction BHS is going, I, I might ask the more sort of the more general. What, what are you hearing from around the community about you know recent announcements and you know 2021 being the first uh, international convention with mixed and women, etc. It's it's all it's all unfolding, isn't it? It's very fluid. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, and I, I don't know how much I can really get into it. Uh, just being an employee uh, yeah. and being someone who's I, out I would never about, ask you to say um, anything uh, that you oh, would no, later no, no, regret. Yes. <laughs> certainly. No, no, no. I can tell you um, there, there's a lot of respect and there's a lot of care for the history of the organization. I'm in a really unique position because I'm a 25-year member, and, and I look to my left and I see all the, the, the new guys you know, coming in, and, and I look to my right and I see the 50-year members who were 25-year members when I joined. Yeah. And, 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 and I feel like I just hit, I, I was able to be around for just the tail end of what I would call the good old days, right? right. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know, I, I, I get a feel for it, and I feel my perspective and my position right now. I, I get it. I see what's happening. I see the, the world is changing. You know, we live in a different uh, place than we lived in 1995 when I joined. I think ultimately... I think ultimately, and, and I've been able to travel around as, as a judge and a coach to mm -hmm. um, other organizations that are truly mixed. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that comes right at the top of the head is, is Bing. Yeah. Um, uh, other organizations, Hol Holland way, Harmony. Yeah. Yep, yep, Holland Harmony. Um, this is already happening. Uh, I judged a convention last year in, um, in Karlstad, Sweden, where the Snobs Convention and their regional Sweet Adelines Convention was held at the same time in the same building. And it was a true celebration. It was yeah, wow. absolutely inspirational. I'll never forget it. It was just a beautiful time. We're in the same community, you know, whether you're in a BHA and, 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 and barbershopping in Germany, um, Harmony Incorporated, Sweet Adelines International, Barbershop Harmony Society. I think it finally came time for the Barbershop Harmony Society to, to say, we want to promote singing to everyone on the yeah. planet. Um, yeah. We're not trying to pool membership we're not trying to change what we're trying to do is promote singing to every man woman child everything mm. outside in between here yeah. and there yeah. um we we don't want to say um oh i yes you actually need to go down there if you want to sing i think that ultimately was what was behind uh, everyone in harmony to say um we welcome anyone who wants to sing Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some change. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I hope it's, it's similar to um, about 15 years ago, there was a term uh, that, that we heard a lot. Uh, it was called kibbers. The mm -hmm. kibbers, K-I-B, uh, the Keep It Barbershop movement. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the, the conversation we had to have with those folks to get their support was to say, we're not leaving the old songs. No. We're adding new songs mm -hmm. to the songbook. And, and as long as we will still s stand around and sing um, uh, that old quartet of mine or um, any of the old classics that we sang when we got hooked, yes. we're not leaving those songs behind. Yeah. We're actually expanding the song 
the song, uh, the song book. I, I hope that people will see ultimately that we're not leaving all male singing behind. Um, that will be celebrated, and it and it will and it will remain. We're expanding mixed harmony. We're expanding uh, all 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 of of singing. Yes. And, and as long as I think that when people realize that we're not leaving it behind, we're simply adding to. I, I hope that over time people will see that it's 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 one big community that we live in. Whichever organization you send your 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 dues to, we're all members of the same um, singing community, yeah, and we're exactly. all rooting for each other, and we're all um, supporting each other. Yeah. And and I hope that over time, that when things simmer a bit, that that's what will be standing. That's, that's the to, message that will resonate. Throw a couple of more um, uh, observations or complications in there. Um, of course, it, we we can never be all things to all people. Um, so you know there is no one perfect answer. You just got to make a decision, take a fork in the road, and say this is the way we're going. Um, the other thing is, uh, I, I, the best way I've ever heard it put is um, barbers. Uh, our our opinion of what barbershop is is whatever it was when we joined or when we discovered barbershop. I I, yeah, I love that. That is hundred percent true. Yeah, hundred percent true. That is so I, don't, spot on. I don't think many people today would consider the the you know hard and fast definition of the barbershop sound is what was sung in in the first few conventions in in the late 30s and early 40s. You know, I think most of us would agree that's that's now a pretty old sound. Um, that we're we're pretty excited that um, that uh, you know the Suntones and the Boston Commons and various others have have uh, you know and the, um, the Four Voices have added just so much to the barbershop sound since then. So it is like any art form in the world. It, it does continue to evolve, and, but. And I and I have to tell you a story. Uh, Harmony College East just happened here in the Mid-Atlantic District. It's a, it's a regional Harmony College, uh, Harmony University event. And I won't mention the barbershop, <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty talented, influential, trend-setting, you-know-this-barbershopper. Sean Devine. And no, <laughs> this person was sitting in the room when 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 the um, when the song leader came out and directed the uh, mass sing. He just said. I'm alone because I love you, below the pitch, and let's sing it, the old Boston Common classic. And this barbershopper came to me and said, I need to listen to more Boston Common because they were sitting in the room and they were so changed by the moment of hearing wow. them, hearing that song. And, and I immediately sent, like, my copy. Yeah. You know, I said, you need to sit down <laughs> and... And and, and and this person was like, I need to get connected to Boston Common. I don't listen to them enough. I need to get in. And that's why we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always going to be the guy who walks out and says, I'm alone because I love you, blow B flat. Yeah. And that's going to wash over us and it's yeah. going to change us and we're going to seek that out. That's never going to go away. So that's what keeps me, that's what keeps me same i think <laughs> as, as close as we all are to that well matt i couldn't think of a better uh, note to end on uh, pun intended oh, thank you for your time you. um as i said thank you for your contribution to barbershop uh through your quartets and your choruses and and uh, your judging and and your your bhs uh contributions uh, it's it's been invaluable and i know from someone who's who's involved as well i know uh, it's it, it's very rewarding as well but um you, you have made a mark and thank you for that and uh, um it was great to spend some time with you um have you come out to thank australia you. and have people meet you in person uh that you're, you're more than just the voice people hear on the cd or the, the face <laughs> people see on the webcast um i miss and, my friends from uh from sydney in 2017 to uh 
to be a part of the category school and uh, uh, to be. Oh my goodness, and, and to be a part of the panel. I think I was a, I was a very generous scorer, I think, that convention, maybe, Ash, was I? Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and to you two lads, too, I, I appreciate all of your efforts. Uh, it's been great to collaborate with you guys on several uh, occasions and to see you perform and, and to sit around and, and to share uh, stories and to, and to talk shop. I appreciate you both and all that you do. Good on you, mate. Well, you'll, uh, you two uh, will get a chance to catch up in Salt Lake City with uh, the Barbecue we'll and Throwback. I expect to see uh, an octet video on YouTube very soon. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, very best to, to both of you quartets. Uh, have an exciting Cheers, time. Guys. And, uh, Matt, I look forward to chatting to you again. We'll do it again, guys. All my best. Thanks Thank so you, much. Sean. Love Thanks, to Sean. everyone at BHA. Let my dream, let my dream, please let my dream, let my dream come true.